This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Tuesday. Joining us right now, talk some college football. Brad Powers of BradPowersSports.com and the Bet the Board podcast. Brad, welcome back to the show. Excited to chat with you as we head towards week three of the college football season. But let's just go back to Saturday. All those wild underdogs winning those games. I mean, if people out there had some crazy parlays together, we, we talked about the odds yesterday. It would have been insane. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway from that? It Was was this just a strange week where it all happened? Or is this a kind of a bearer of things to come in the college football season where outside the top two or three, it's it's you know potential chaos every week? Yeah, I mean, I, I really good question. Uh, I guess my answer is I'm not sure yet because uh, it, it's a small dead, uh, sample size. Now, with that being said, uh, I'm not sure that any one of those, the, the three big ones, obviously Marshall over Notre Dame, App State over Texas A&M, Georgia Southern uh, over Nebraska, none of those were fluky. I mean, if you dive in the box scores, I mean, all three of those teams legitimately deserve to win the game outright. So, uh, yeah, I, if we can – if that is the case, then I'm sure we'll definitely see more of this throughout the season. And, I mean, to me still the biggest concern is the team that didn't lose, uh, that somehow managed to win by a point uh, when reality is any one or two plays goes against them, they don't win and they lose outright as a 20-point favorite. And, of course, I'm speaking of Alabama, a team that I thought, you know, at least on paper, was as good as any team that I've seen at least entering a Week 2 situation. So, uh, that was my biggest takeaway, That how mortal Alabama looked uh, already this season. Uh, Brad, we talked about Notre Dame a couple of times in the offseason, and you said that they're coming after you hard, even though you're, yourself, you grew up a Notre Dame fan. Uh, everyone I talked to in the area, a lot, a lot of Irish fans here, first thing you bring up Notre Dame, first thing they say is, hey, Freeman's 0-3. <laughs> They're giving him the bowl loss too. An 0 3 start to his career in South Bend. I uh I think your Notre Dame under nine ticket is pretty safe. What are your thoughts on the Irish? Yeah, I mean, obviously last week was, was I you know, I didn't see last week coming. In fact, I bet Notre Dame against the spread in the game. So I uh, I mean, I know he was 0 2, but I mean play a pair of top ten teams and Look, the second half adjustments, you know, were questionable, but the team was ready to play both games. And, you know, if you look in comparison to the point spread, they covered against Ohio State, and Oklahoma State finished like a one-point favorite. So, I mean, they lost the game by two. So, uh, to me, it wasn't a major red flag in either one of those. Last week was a major red flag. I mean, because I thought Marshall beat Notre Dame legitimately at the line of scrimmage, which should not have happened. I mean, if you even follow Notre Dame, I mean, that was expected to be the strength this year. Now, with that being said, I mean, I'm almost in a told-you-so situation. I could see this coming, uh, you know, for the last couple of years. The inefficiencies of Brian Kelly's recruiting classes, particularly at the offensive skill, I mean, I that's why they've been hammering me, and I've been questioning it. And now it's kind of come to fruition. I mean, they just don't have anybody 
And, you know, Drew Pine should not be the starting quarterback in Notre Dame. I know he's a backup, now he's starting, but I'm telling you, he should have been recruited. So we'll see. I'll say that, and they'll go out, and, and somehow, some way, Notre Dame will win nine of their last ten games. But uh, I – I don't see it. I think they struggle to make a bowl game at this point. I just there's not one thing I can hang my hat on at this point that they do well. That they don't win the line of scrimmage. They don't have any guys on the outside. They're not forcing turnovers on defense. I guess I could say the special teams has been okay in the kicking game, but other than that, I mean, how do they get margin this week, guys? I mean, uh, my power rating say Notre Dame should be one of my top plays uh, of the week, uh, just a pure power rating. But I can't lay double digits with a team that can't score. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. You can't. I mean, it's just it's it's hard to to back that. Uh, Brad, the, the Big Twelve continues to feel and look wide open here. Oklahoma, Texas, nearly knocking off Alabama. Oklahoma State, Baylor, Kansas State. Where are you looking in terms of the Big Twelve? When you look at this conference, what stands out to you uh, with those top five or six teams? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's wide open. Uh, a lot of the teams look good. So, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a lot of weaknesses. I mean, Oklahoma State got a nice win against Arizona State last week, a nice win and cover there. Kansas State, I think, has mainly been the story. I mean, I know an FCS team doesn't move the needle, but they, they dominated a pretty decent FCS team in the opener and then dominated Missouri last week. I think this is a, a flat spot, though, this week for Kansas State. I like Tulane because Kansas State has another Big 12 uh, powerhouse, Oklahoma, on deck. So uh, a- any one of those four or five teams, I could see winning it. And that's why, you know, in the offseason, you know, I, a lot of people are asking me the okay, long shot. I thought Kansas State was as good of a long shot, just not in the Big 12, but in any of the major conferences. I think they were as high as like 25 to 1. Oklahoma, Nebraska. We all know Scott Frost. NFL season starts about 45 minutes later. He gets fired on a, on a complete news dump, but uh, it's still being covered heavily as it should. Now we have reaction in the betting market. This number has dropped. I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it as low as ten and a half. Oklahoma favored against Nebraska. Can you explain what's happening in the betting market? And do you believe in the fired coach bump? Uh, I do. I'm part of the Nebraska money. So Circa opened this line 16. I mean, that was not, not a good number in my opinion. So that, I mean, I bet Nebraska there, uh, you know, for all the faults that Frost had, I mean, he lost a bunch of games, but he didn't get blown out in hardly any of them. It's tough to get margin on Nebraska. Uh, I think it is a positive that it's not overhanging the program now. I think you at least get a one game bump. I'm not saying that they're going to beat Oklahoma, but, uh, I, I don't want to lay double digits on the road with Oklahoma. I mean, Nebraska went into to, to Norman last year and easily could have won that game outright. So I, I think you get a pretty charged uh, atmosphere there for Nebraska, getting a long-time rival back at home. Um, Scott Frost, I, I'm, it's certainly not a negative for me. There wasn't anything he did, clock management, play calling or anything. In fact, I mean, it might be addition by subtraction. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why Nebraska is probably one of my favorite plays of the week. Brad, BYU last week took down Baylor, 26-20, and now they have another top 25 game. They're in Oregon. They're getting three and a half points. BYU, Oregon, what do you think of this matchup here as BYU continues to impress people and climb the rankings? Yeah, it's a really intriguing game from a pure numbers aspect. My my power rings say take BYU, but you're right, it's a horrific spot uh, off not only the the Baylor overtime game, but the week prior that they're in, you know, Tampa so they fly back and then they play an overtime game they're down to their top two wide receivers 
kudos for them. I mean, I bet Baylor last week and, and lost. Uh, I wish somebody could have kicked a field goal on either side. It would have been nice because uh, that would have been some nice closing line value with Baylor plus three and a half plus four tickets. But, uh, you know, kudos for BYU. That, that look, I mean, spot says Oregon to, to bet them, but the concern I would have is, you know, BYU matched Baylor physicality. And if they can do that, they'll, they'll match Oregon. I mean, an Oregon team, they got absolutely, you know, beat up at every single point of emphasis against Georgia. So and just a, it's, a re, it's going to be a really good data point, I'll put it that way, where we're going to learn a lot about both teams. Brad, I want to go back to uh, all the favorites, that, uh, that the heavy favorites that went down, just those, those upsets there. And if there's something we can do with this week, as far as betting angles, those teams that pulled off those upsets, we talked about Marshall a little bit, App State, Washington State, all of them are double-digit favorites. Georgia Southern, a double-digit dog at UAB. Are you are you uh, going against or even backing any of these teams that, that pulled off those big upsets? That's a really good question. One of the best questions I've gotten this week so far. Uh, yeah, that was my thought process. Uh, for obvious reasons, you want to fade. Uh, but always comes down to number for me. Is that priced in? I can tell you. I faded Washington State. I haven't been impressed with the offense, so I didn't want to lay 17 with that offense that I expected to be really good. It hasn't. I know they played Wisconsin's defense, but still haven't moved the football. So did take Colorado State fading Washington State. Wanted to do with Georgia Southern, just that couldn't get there at the number uh, in that regard. Uh, so I bet the over in that game. I just think Georgia Southern's passing offense is legit. I mean, I don't play Helton left a lot to be desired. Uh, in his USC tenure, but I mean, for a team that was kind of transitioning from the option, I mean, they 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 picked up the and re- re- really, you know, quote unquote, ran with it or not ran with it, th- thrown with it. Uh, and then the other game, uh, you know, Marshall faded them. I, even though the, the the problem with that one is they're playing a Bowling Green team that just played seven overtime. So I mean, I was a circle I wanted to fade Bowling Green as well, but uh, certainly mm-hmm. when it came to deciding. You know, which team I wanted to fade more, it was Marshall coming off that, that big win. And also, I mean, come on, 20. It was 20. The opening line was 20 on the road. So I made a line 16. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Brad, how good is Michigan? And when will we know how good they are? I mean, this schedule is a joke. I mean, they're 40-something point favorites. This week, they're just blowing teams out. The Hawaii game a couple weeks ago, I'm seeing the quarterback who just got in the lineup, you know, the fifth favorite to win the Heisman. Uh, how good are they? They're twenty to one to win the national championship. Do you know when will we know your thoughts on Michigan as they uh, continue to play cupcakes here? Uh, yeah, another good question. Yeah, I think they're good, but again, played a bunch of tomato cans, so I I, I don't know. Uh, kudos for them to, for doing what they should be doing, and that's destroying uh, teams. So uh, I I kind of anticipated, you know, at the start of the season that they were going to be better than people were giving them credit. I thought people were downgrading because they're losing Hutchinson and whatnot. I went on multiple programs and said, I think from a, a skill position talent aspect, that it's the best Michigan's been in, in probably 15 years or so, quarterback, running backs, wide receiver, and they returned four starters on the offensive line. So 
I expected the offense to be as good as Michigan's had in, in you know, 10 plus 10, 15 years, at least up there with the 2016 offense. So uh, defense has looked okay, but again, haven't played anybody. I, we're not going to know, obviously, this week playing Connecticut. So you're going to have to ask me probably, and they don't play, really play anybody, to, you know, starting off in Big Ten play. After the road trip to Iowa, uh, you can ask me then. I mean, let's see this Michigan offense against Iowa's defense at least. Any sides, uh, number still there that uh, you like that we have not discussed? I kind of mentioned it. I like Tulane because uh, I think the line closes 14. Uh, it's a really bad spot for, for uh, Kansas State. Give me Tulane plus 15. Uh, the problem is, guys, you know, on like five, six years ago, I tend to move markets now. Uh, so stuff doesn't last too long that, that I give out on other shows. But just glancing over right now, that would be my favorite side play on the board right now. Brad Heisman, big picture here on the Heisman Trophy. Uh, seeing Young three to one, Caleb Williams three to one, Stroud three to one. They're all uh, even. Uh, Stetson Bennett twenty to one. I mentioned McCarthy thirty to one for uh, Michigan, and Hendon Hooker forty to one over at Tennessee. Do you see anyone down the board? I mean, things are you know moving every week here. The top three have been the top three, but do you see anyone down the board that that's worth a look at a long shot in the Heisman race? Uh, McCarthy be intriguing, but I'm not sure 30 to one is super intriguing. Uh, guy I work with, uh, he gave it out 50 to one a couple days ago. I, uh, I, I agreed with that. I'll put it that way. 30 to one. I mean, you're taking away almost half your bet, but he'd be the one to keep an eye on. Cause I mean, he does give Michigan even more upside offensively and they're going to win a bunch of games. I mean, Michigan's going to be favored in their first 11 games uh, in a lot of cases by more than a touchdown in almost every one of those. So, um, until they get to Ohio State, and I'm not sure that Ohio State's all that great uh, that everyone's making them out to be. So that would be the one outside the top three. But the top three deserve to be the top three. And you know, I'm kind of, you know anti a player winning it uh, back to back years. But my goodness, Bryce Young is as good as it gets, as cool as uh, mm-hmm. can be. I mean, three four times now in the last couple of seasons, he single handedly won for Alabama. Uh, what's most notable to you uh, as far as the futures board, whether we're looking at title or adjustments in the conferences? What what stands out? Well, I would say the Big 12. I'm not sure, you know, how I think, again, any one of five or six teams I could see winning it. Uh, you know, we'll see how Texas quarterbacks' in, in injuries go, but, I mean, that might take them out of it a little bit. That would be the conference that's most wide open. I would say a team to keep an eye on. They're taking money in the market this week against a pretty good team would be Washington in the Pac-12. The fact that they're laying more than a field goal against a pretty good Michigan State team, I know they're at home, but uh, if they're getting power rated like that, then they're, they're above Oregon. Uh, and, and obviously USC and Utah got to play against one another. That, that would be a team that no one's talking about uh, that, that, that could make a run even in year one under Kalen DeBoer at the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, Brad, Miami at Texas. Last one for you, about 60 seconds to go. Miami at Texas A&M. A&M coming off, obviously, the tough loss last week where they uh, they got outplayed by App State. Miami, and I'm seeing about five and a half on the number there. What's your thought on that? Again, that's an intriguing matchup. Miami, Texas A&M. So Sunday morning, I made 44 bets. Uh, so I'll, <laughs> I, I pretty much bet the board. I did not bet this game. I think Texas A&M is probably the right side, but I couldn't get to the window. I would need less than four to, to bet A&M. But uh, 
another game where we'll learn a lot about both teams, but I don't know what to make of either right now. Great stuff, Brad. We always appreciate your time, and we'll talk again soon. BradPowerSports.com, the Bet the Board podcast, at BradPower7 on Twitter, jumping on to talk some college football with us after a crazy week, too. I mean, that's the only way to describe it, Joe. It was crazy, all those upsets, and now, I, I mean, of, of the things he said there, he doesn't. He's not sure if Ohio State's that great or if Alabama's as good as he maybe thought a week ago. That this feels as wide open of a college football season as it's been in a while. We'll talk more about it um, as the week progresses. And it's great to have five days because last week everything was crammed with the holiday. But whether you've been paying close attention or not, seems like there are a lot of spots to play in week number three in college yep. football. A lot of intriguing spots, and we hit on some of those with Brad. We will. NFL futures next. Player futures. What do we like? That's next to the Beck UL Network.